0: Are
1: <laughs> no. No. I love everything about it. I know what you're thinking. It's not funny. You know, it's crass. It's the lowest compliment. Are you the sexist,
0: misogynistic,
1: health gum The thick demographic. That's what I'm going for. A bit undignified from the high age. I don't get
2: it. <laughs> okay, you guys. A lot of you might be thinking, why are we making this podcast? Sure, you guys look at us as one of the world's most successful television podcasters. But what does that mean? I mean, yeah, we have 80,000 downloads. You know, We have followers on Twitter. We have followers on Facebook. You know, we're the most popular office-based office podcast in the UK and the world, and we were the first people to do it. But, you know, number one podcast in South Africa right now. But what does that mean? That's true as well. What does it mean to a little starving kid in Africa? What are we going to do for them? You know, Pop on the office podcast again. Sure, they're going to laugh, you know, for an hour and 32 minutes. And then once they've listened to it once, what are we going to do then? Put it on again? Yeah, they're going to listen to it again, they're going to laugh again. You know, they're going to notice stuff they didn't notice before because it's layered like that. You know, after about six or seven listens, the laughs are still going to be coming. But we're not going to be, you know, attacking the root cause. You know, what are we going to do next?
0: Make a series about extras?
2: Yeah, fuck it. Let's
1: just do that. Hey, here we Good go. Job on the world service or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Vero, well. welcome back. Here we go. <clears throat> Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new series of the Wernham Vlog Podcast. My name's James, and with me, he went to Switzerland with a million pounds, and all he came back with was a big shoe. It's Jack.
0: Will you stop going on about the fucking office podcast? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he gets anything he wants around here because that's where the real power lies. It's Danny. My
2: coat's cold. Give me another
1: one. <laughs> I've also got one for Seth, but uh, <laughs> Seth's not here today. Um, something about his sister not it's being like his well. His
2: sister, yeah,
1: you know. <laughs> he buried his, no, his sister buried him today. <laughs> have... No, that makes it sound way worse. What did we say
2: earlier? I should have told him the producers coming, then he'd be up here like a cop, <laughs> telling to love Chinese films. <laughs> <laughs> I love your hair like that, Seth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Japanese films, anyway, yeah. not Chinese.
1: Yeah, Know right, the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same to you, are they? There's your racist.
0: That's strange the she says that. The same to you, are they? That's what she says. The
1: same to you, are they? That's, yeah. that's fair, though, isn't
0: it? That's grammatically correct. The no, same it, like, it's just, she sounds like Yoda.
1: The same <laughs> to you, are they? Oh, that is whoa. racist. That <laughs> is racist.
0: <laughs> There's your racist. Dude, uh, but no, yeah, Seth,
2: and that's us. Seth,
0: <laughs> for our previous listeners, and for the new listeners, actually, they kind of need to know. Yeah. Uh, Seth was our, the fourth co-host when we did the Office podcast. Uh, he usually came in through, uh, through Skype from Spain, that's where he lives, yep. but unfortunately he's not going to be able to be with us every episode this time, so he's going to be, appropriately for extras, a special guest, yeah. sometimes, in, the, in, in some of the episodes.
1: Hopefully he'll be able to come here in person as well, because we weren't really crazy about having to have the Skype calls, because it was always a bit grainy and you know the sound quality wasn't all
0: great. people so. used to complain about the sound quality. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're trying to
1: do something about it now, alright? Yeah. Still, so Still got a microphone in a uh, pint glass. If anybody else feels guilty about Seth not being here, you shouldn't have complained, it's your own fault.
2: Yeah, none of you pay for it, so you're all ungrateful bastards. (laughs) (laughs) What what
1: are we supposed to to buy new microphones with? The money that you don't give us?
2: How's the fur on the microphone your parents bought you? (laughs) How is the mic <laughs> baby? Oh, got to get some mic soon. Yeah, <laughs> got to get, yeah, yeah. Gotta get <laughs> the some <pilot> Dr. Minish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Seriously, God. how do you guys record a podcast?
1: Oh man, I have literally no idea how we're going to get through this because the thing is, I'm not as fluent and I'll say hands up now, I'm not as fluent in the extras as I am in the office quotes, and I think it's I don't know what it is because I've been watching loads of extras recently in preparation for this, but it's just not son- doesn't you sink in as, w- as
2: much. You watch every episode over and over again, and that's how you become fluent. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't that know that what that is. What's that I, guess that's that's not, I guess Welsh, it's I guess that's the Welsh guy. I, yeah, guess, yeah. I guess that's a Steve quote. Yeah, yeah. But, what, but what's the actual that, that's, quote? that's how they become friends. You know, they go from. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> that's too deep. See, I'm He's not going to get. I'm not going
1: to get. Shallower than that for me, man. I mean, I'm sure there's people who are loving it. You're going to
0: have to throw up Bunny or Ian McKellen, otherwise I ain't going to. To be fair, if
1: it wasn't for the accent, I never would have got that. In fact, I barely got it, as it It was. Could have been Welsh Trudy, for me. It's worth mentioning, though. Danny has a remarkable brain to be able to absorb these extras quotes like that, because, like I say, it just doesn't sink in as well for me. The Office does, and I think we talked about it before, how it's it's so mundane that it's always applicable. Mm -hmm. Whereas with this, it's such... I don't know the, the situation. Just I just don't. It just doesn't sink in.
2: Especially, I think more so in series two, it becomes a more heightened reality in series two because it comes more about fame and stuff. So it becomes more difficult for the man in the street to relate to. <laughs> Whereas I think series one, he's more than every man. Man in the street. He's oh, more, more We're in the the street. Street. Yeah. So I think
0: this is the one of the things we're gonna be getting into, isn't it? Because Danny. Well, we got we, we kind of split, um, split down party lines here, where some of us love. Series 1 more, yeah. some of us love Series 2 more of extras, mm. so that's going to come out in this podcast, I think.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one, because I really, really personally prefer Series 2. I just feel like the cameos are better, You know, the the, the storyline's better, we get much more of Andy's sort of uh, personality coming through, it's, 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 you get to see this real bitter side to him, where he's sort of, the greed and all of that kind of stuff, you start to realise he's never going to be happy enough, whereas in Series 1, he's still a bit too happy for my liking
2: he loves everything about it the cameos the art <laughs> everything <laughs> personally
0: for i yeah i think for se- series two of extras kind of for me sums up everything that gervais and merchant have been wanting to say in their writing mm. it sums up all their themes it sums up their kind of their both their frustration and their kind of self-congratulatory side from how well they did with the office yeah and it kind of like it i think series two encapsulates all the kind of the the worries probably that they had in the back of their mind while they were making the office, so it kind of links everything together for me. That's yeah, why yeah. I love Series Two so much. Mm-hmm. Whereas Series One, yeah, I don't know. It's not so. It it kind of it's it's not a special for me. I don't
1: think.
2: I think the Les Dennis episode is peerless, but we'll get to that. Obviously, when we discuss.
1: No, but, uh, to be fair, though, I I actually agree. With you. I think the Les Dennis episode is the best episode, but I think mm. pound for pound. <laughs> There's more laugh than laughs there's more laugh. Pam, there's more laugh in a There's more laughter in a series.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't know if that were true or not. Well, I'm telling you. I'm Watch it when like, you get home. I'm up. not a liar. <laughs> look it up when you get home. Yeah.
0: You bloody get on with it, ignorant. Maybe we maybe we should explain uh, a little bit of context here for our um, any new listeners, because I feel like extras. Is a bit more because it was on HBO and yeah. it had the guest stars. I feel like, especially around the world, especially in America, Extras is bigger than The Office. I, yeah, I, I, I I think let's not
2: kill ourselves. There's no people listening to us that haven't already listened to <laughs> and Blobbing. Well, and there, the might, there might, there be. might be. So,
0: so for those people, maybe we should we should explain that we did um, a podcast on the UK version of The Office. We did Series One, Series Two, and the Christmas specials, episode by episode. We did that last summer. We finished yeah. in January of this year. And we've taken a little hiatus. And in that time, we've had uh, fans of that podcast asking us, oh, are we going to do extras? When are mm. we going to do extras? And I think we kind of had to just kind of have a little sit down and think, didn't we, together? Like,
1: yeah. should we do extras? It well, we almost, almost didn't happen, didn't it, Danny? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, anyway, enough about that. <laughs> Let's put that but yeah, you're right, though, because to be fair, the office, and I, I love extras, but it's there's no, I did, on the right off the bat, there is not enough or as much rather to dig into as there is. Yeah, there.
0: no, definitely not. Yeah, it's yeah. just
1: I don't know. It doesn't have such a cultural imprint. It doesn't have an no. imprint on me personally. Yeah, I don't think it deals with relationships in the same depth as The Office did. But no. that being said, it's almost a bit of a canvas for Ricky and Steve stand up. I feel yes. like a lot of the stuff that sort of they they found as they were having their double acts in the XFM podcast and the, the Ricky Gervais show and all that kind of stuff. They've sort of honed that, and this is kind of an explosion of all of their best ideas and sort of conversations <clears throat> and jokes. There's so many gags in extras that's lifted straight from those dialogues in um, the XFM podcasts.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think the problem, the difference with the offices is just, yeah, it's not as relatable because it's like most of us haven't been through the experience of making a sitcom and, you know, having it rejected by the BBC and stuff, whereas pretty much all of us, well, most of us have gone through the experience of working in a crappy office or something. That's true, yeah, yeah. So I think that's why it captured the imagination of the public more, and especially in series two, it becomes like more of a sort of like not something you relate to yourself just something you like watching other people go through yeah, yeah but i mean no, it's, 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 but it's it's still relatable
0: especially series 1 which is maybe why you like series 1 better danny yeah. it's still a workplace um, sitcom, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's just a different kind of workplace. I mean, we were talking before; yes. like, they still got you still got the cutaways, the kind of mundane cutaways to, you know, in the office you had the cutaways to yeah. the, 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 the fax machine and the, and, and, the account, and the accounts people sitting at their, at their desks. And in extras, you got the cutaways to, you know,
1: painting a set, or camera crew or, sitting yeah. on a yeah, tank. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but it,
0: but it's still, like you know, in in inverted quotes, mundane in cutaways to yeah, to, yeah. to the workplace. Yeah. It's just you know looks more exciting because of. Because it's a bit more dynamic, I guess. Because it, uh, yeah. it's on a film
1: set. I think Extras was sort of uh, consumed by a wider audience when it came out, but yeah. I think The Office has definitely cast a, a longer shadow. You yes, definitely. Mean? Yeah, that's course. kind of, of what I'm getting. Because you're right, it was absorbed of picked up by HBO. Yeah. So it was BBC and HBO <coughs> together. I think mm-hmm. that did yeah, this. And in fact,
2: transatlantic simultaneous. Yeah, and I was
1: Crimea. what was I doing? I was listening to the audio commentary for the Christmas special. And I know we're jumping ahead a little bit, but they did loads of sort of very minor tweaks. You know, like when they brought out the Jade Goody doll. Oh yeah, so that has they to had to a Kramer doll. the Kramer doll. Kramer, exactly. Yeah. So they had. I know that was all his sort of comedy shack stuff that uh, with the n-word and everything <laughs> yeah, remember yeah, all that yeah. <laughs> so it's perfect <laughs> uh
0: but yeah but i mean i guess then the question for us was why why do a podcast on extras That's if true. it doesn't mean so much to us why are we doing it and i think that in the end get, i think I just get out of the house every now and then <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, have a, laugh, yeah, yeah. a, a it's laugh depressing sitting on your own isn't it <laughs> yeah, yeah. not for me i like yeah. it <laughs> uh but no i i guess for me at least I think it's kind of number one. It's interesting to track the career of, of Gervais and Merchant mm. after the office finished to see where they went because this is the. I mean, apart from life's too short, it, this, is, this is this is this is the last TV show series they did together. Right, uh, They did life's too short after this, but of, I think everyone uh, agrees yeah. pretty much after extras. The
1: last sitcom stuff. Well, with the exception of you say life too short, but they did the idiot abroad stuff, but that wasn't really them. That was yeah, yeah, cult.
0: but like written
1: sitcoms. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, and um, I also think actually. With the celebrity cameos and with the focus on kind of movies and and culture, like yeah. popular culture as a whole, I think the extras actually could be quite an interesting kind of snapshot of, you know, kind of um, early two thousands, two thousand six, two thousand seven. Um, kind of culture mm.
2: mid 2000s really isn't
0: it yeah mid 2000s kind of you know but, 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 but there's some celebrities in this that kind of don't aren't relevant anymore like you know that's Kate true. Winslet when was the last time anyone no, yeah, that's true. you know what I mean she's kind of completely disappeared off the map but if you watch uh, it back you go oh yeah this was uh-huh. the time when Kate Winslet was one of the biggest actresses in the world
2: the like, funniest thing is though she did actually win an Oscar after being a actor one of to so really yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. the many things in extras that came through including the other one was Samuel um, L. Jackson getting mistook for Lawrence Bistern oh yeah that's true no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, things do, you know, it did have obviously tap into
1: real things. I think one of the other things it does do quite well, as you say, it, it, you talk about the sort of commentary on the culture at the time. Yeah. It was really around the first time that the whole political correctness gone mad thing started to happen, right? Yeah. So at the moment, these days, you can get, you know, offended by anything, right? Everybody's up in yeah, arms yeah. on Facebook at the slightest little thing. Ricky Gervais usually setting them all off. Yeah. But yeah. At this point, it was kind of that. I think that just started to happen, and there was a real just, nervousness just around yeah. some of the taboos that you could and couldn't and could say, and and that comes out in this episode actually with the whole you know the yellow thing and lots of and, and this this show really does well is deal with the anxiety that a lot of people had and probably still do around how you deal with things that are not normal. Yeah. So whether it's dwarfs or disabilities or <laughs> yeah. alcoholism or, or race. race, yeah, Anything all the religion, like everything they they're basically they're knock all, them all down one by one in this show. They're all
2: Gervais tropes, obviously. All those well, things. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I feel like actually as much as people um, say that The Office kind of deals in you know, taboos and kind of awkwardness and blah, I think I think that The Office had more to do with kind of like how people handle relationships with other people. Yeah. And Extras, yes, like you were saying, has has is a lot more focused on how people handle these kind of, th- their relationship with society and these societal cues. Mm. And I think that probably comes from Gervais suddenly after The Office being absolutely blasted into the spotlight yeah, and yeah, having yeah. to handle these kind of things in, in a public domain. Whereas, you know, before, when he was writing The Office, he was he was kind of dealing with um, situations where he might have felt awkward in private or when he wasn't famous. But now, in write, when writing The Office, he was able to draw on his experiences of having to deal with these kind of awkward situations in the, in a public forum. Yes, I see. So, true. and I think that <clears throat> yeah, Extras deals a lot more with that.
2: But I would say, for like for Extras, like the experience of watching it is a lot more painful for the awkwardness. Like it's proper high behind the sofa TV a lot of the time, extras. Yeah. well I think really The Office is. was mild enough to just stay on the right side of organism and be funny. Whereas extras, it's like sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I can't watch. It's so heightened it's though. So in extras. it's like Your Enthusiasm does the same thing. It's like, oh my God, what's he
1: going to do now? I can't look. Yeah. That's it's, a really good parallel. Yeah. It's a lot like Your Enthusiasm, yeah. I always think. And he
0: definitely did. Yeah. He, he mentioned, um, Jale and Merchant both mentioned that as one of their influences.
1: So if we're talking about that timeline, right, so we're thinking, that's it. let's take ourselves back to the Christmas special of The Office, right? So that's just mm. come out. Yeah, and shortly after that, he wins the Golden Globe, I think, in 2004, right? Yeah, yeah. for basically for what would have been the, some the Christmas fat, specials. Some
2: fat bloke from Reading, as he said at the time.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. so, um, <laughs> but, but this was, I mean, <laughs> you, you, we used to run the world before you, like, sorry, yeah, yeah. You said, I think. Yeah, yeah, we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you've got to remember what an absolutely massive deal that was because, yeah, 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 um, yeah, obviously, The Office was, by that time, by the time it finished, it was obviously a huge cultural phenomenon in England. But
2: Phenomenon.
0: I don't think I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone, including Gervais and Merchant, knew how big it was in America. And when he won winning the Golden Globe, like it, it showed that he had respect on from the industry yes. in America. But they, they were paying attention. But it also kind of absolutely did shine a massive spotlight on him for yep. people that had literally never heard of him. Yes. And he went literally overnight he went from being known in England and not being known in America at all so suddenly everyone was like obviously they sat up more because they're like who the hell is this guy? Yeah, yeah. How is he beating you know all these famous people for this award? Who
2: Absolutely. the hell is this guy? It's too much. They just left, didn't they?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but to go from that and then the uh, Extras debuted in July 2005 thousand and five. I'm consulting my list that Jack's uh, prepared for us. Same yeah, so it, there was a year and a half. the office, I've got to say. But to yeah. that, to, interestingly. To, so to... Say that again.
2: Same month as the office. Yeah, July. July? Yeah. July so and, well, sure. they, I, I mean, they, de- they
0: definitely stuck to the office formula with that. They kind of. They, they apparently Gervais insisted on it being on BBC Two as well, not BBC One. Yeah. The extras on BBC Two, which was kind of like, which is the um, the BBC's more niche channel, but because they had supported BBC Two, has supported the Office so well
2: he was happy do to maybe, the Christmas special with The Office on one though
1: was it oh, maybe he maybe he didn't mm. have a choice in that that was obviously the, the BBC's big uh, Christmas warning <laughs> but to, go, what, to go from literally having won that Golden Globe and then sort of what's that 13, 14 months later literally, yeah, yeah, literally yeah, yeah. launching this next show it's yeah, quite yeah. A, an ambitious thing to sort of get done in that short time especially as you said Jack. no one really knew who he was and then to get Samuel L. Jackson Kate Winslet all these people to sort of really he kind of capitalised on his instant cachet yeah, obviously, really, yeah, to be yeah, able yeah, to just is, drag yeah. them in to, to do it
0: and fair play to him mm. And obviously, in that time, the American office had come out. So that obviously put the office in a bigger spotlight as well because Series 1 of the American
2: office wasn't so well received and it almost got cancelled. Rightly really so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, and rightly so, I would say. After it was going to get cancelled altogether, after, but then it came back, and it's actually really good. Yeah,
1: and imagine that—that well, that would have been a massive embarrassment. for well, Exactly, and it was quite near the knuckles. Right? It wasn't near the knuckles. It was quite nearly timed as well. Like you say, March 20, 2005.
0: Yeah, yeah, but he had yeah. so so between winning the Golden Globe and yeah, a year and a half later launching extras, he'd obviously yeah, like you said, kind of cashed in his his new newfound fame. Which, I mean, who, who knows when. Yeah. In his mindset back then, who knows when that could have run out. So we had to, like, people like Samuel L. Jackson and Ben Stiller, they were two of the, still are two of the biggest stars in the world. Yeah, yeah.
1: Bye, Ned. <laughs> but to be fair, it's worth saying this as well before we start this one. This isn't a vintage episode. Do you know what I mean? And it's also, I think, a very weak episode to start a series on. Well, should we talk about that now? The fact that uh, well, it, I yeah. think
0: it's
2: supposed
1: to be the first episode. It's not supposed
0: to be the first episode. Yeah, absolutely not. If you compare, and we can talk about this more after we've watched it when we talked about episode two as well. But you can see so clearly that is clearly the, it establishes the um, the characters. You get some dialogue about Andy's background and how yeah. he used to be a banker and stuff. You get more of a dynamic between him and Greg. Yeah. Whereas him and uh, him and Greg in this episode, yeah, they have a little bit of an argument at the beginning. But then Andy laughs at Greg's I was goat, gonna say, it comes a... never done again.
1: It comes across as banter.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not banter, not now. Yeah, you would have thought. In fact, I thought when watching the
1: um, watching the episode for the first time, that Greg was going to be like one of yeah, the yeah, gang. yeah, 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 exactly. The Which three of them together, yeah. are having a laugh. Like they, I think he takes a piss out of Maggie's dress scent or yeah, something. Exactly. and then and, and then um, laughs. laughs. Yeah. And yeah, it's a weird one because. Obviously, that's so far away from what Greg becomes as the yeah. show progresses. But uh, yeah, it's definitely, definitely not meant to be the first episode.
2: The way it starts, actually, it seems to me like it shouldn't be the start of the first episode because the first thing we see is that bloody awful, terrible Greg Lindley Jones. Oh, I love it. that is sex life. He is my Neil
1: in this, and I love that guy. He's a great I just
2: character. I Stand this guy. He does my played
1: by Sean Pay
2: so well but he's such an old he has played brilliantly he's so
1: good I've been trying to track him down actually to try and see if he wants to come and have a chat with us man he, he doesn't uh, want
2: to come and chat with oh, us
1: are so you kidding me he's so good <laughs> Um, so yeah if you're you listening know, he like,
0: oh, I'll get some work
2: soon
1: gotta get some work soon gotta get
0: some work soon yeah that's another thing that's <laughs> that that whole thing about finding about finding out about Greg and his kind of complete difference
2: of uh, that's lifestyle that's true that happens in series episode 2 doesn't it yeah, episode that? 2 exactly Trip so another thing snooting sneering at other people
1: oh, I love Greg so much though man it, but yeah he, he's fantastic in, in this whole show
2: but like you can see like when he, when Andy gets the sitcom, Greg's a little angry little face then. he
1: really doesn't like but it. There's some amazing moments in the Christmas special yeah. though where he just Andy doesn't even reply to him. He's just a head down like a broken animal, like, yeah, you've won Greg. You've yeah. got the respect. Does, yeah, does he ever have a, a
0: downfall And he just gets his film with, with uh Clive Owen and uh, kind of gets a meaty supporting role in uh No By no no he doesn't have his downfall. He doesn't have a downfall, no. does he? he Greg just, wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Greg keeps going, and he gets to see his girdle falling off. But that's a last <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's it. yeah he's, oh,
0: he's, he's he's so powerful. <laughs> Is that Byron too? Yeah yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so powerful. But yeah, he's risen up to being able to sit in on the casting. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. and they have a bet. And you, you in the second episode, they have that um, scene between all the extras about oh, what have you been on? Blah blah blah. So you get an, yeah. an you get a better <laughs> idea. Casualty. Yeah, exactly. You get a better idea of the um, kind of competitiveness between yep. the extras. Like here, obviously, you know straight away it's it's it's, it's a movie set. Blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. But it doesn't quite it it doesn't jump straight in and, and set the tone and definitely doesn't set the tone doesn't set the world of extras as well. Yeah, the true. only reason why this episode was moved to be first was cuz obviously HBO were involved and they needed to have Ben Stiller and like they needed to have
1: a star as the first. Yeah, that's true. And I think the first the first line in it was so so was it series episode 2 was supposed to be episode 1 then is that what you're saying? Yeah. Cuz obviously the first line in episode 2 is can you cut before that chubby little extra gets his yeah, face and it's in? a something great really and also, derogatory and that, horrible that
0: opening scene to series two is a really good little kind of twist because you kind of you first of all if you just were flicking through the channels you might period drama. drama. Like, yeah, yeah exactly and then you realize that gervais is in the background <laughs> whereas this episode kind of does something similar well with a little twist and like oh they all do that
1: though they all start like that if you know it's all of the episodes have yeah. the kind of a shot from the film as though it's in the film
0: yeah but I think that series, episode two does it in a way that it, it's a nice little twist and an introduction to the series. It's a good way of kind of like bringing you into the world. of, of Yeah, because of the, because series, of the way it mean. breaks that
1: that um, realism of that period drama to suddenly being a chubby little extra. getting into Yeah, the exactly. Scene. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I and agree. I think
0: this extras wasn't very well received at first, I feel like. It kind of got a bit of a, I mean, obviously it had <coughs> so much to live up to <coughs> by yeah. what... But having to um, live up to The Office and as one of the extras... Um, Do you ex- imagine
1: that, though? Can you imagine the pressure that would be on these guys well, to well, The Office? as
0: one of the extras on the DVD is called The Difficult Second Album. That's yeah, what yeah. this was. It was like having to kind of live up to
1: the, the
0: biggest thing that's ever been made, basically, mm. especially in terms of English culture. Because by then, but by this point, The Office has already permeated culture so much. I remember when... I, this was on in 2006. I started university in 2004. Yeah. And my first year of university was already just... Quoting the office at people, I, it, yeah, exactly. But well, exactly, and you started uni you know, early for me, didn't you? So well, already, yeah, it already
2: it was still on when I was at uni. Yeah, so so,
0: yeah. so quickly yeah. it kind of became this new Monty Python like wildfire,
2: wasn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah, this
0: new Young Ones kind of thing, and yeah, neither Monty Python nor the Young Ones nor Blackadder ever those creative teams never got back together again to try and do something completely new. Gervais and Merchant did that, and there was mm. a big risk actually of them, if you think yeah. about it
2: but though the thing is they did something that's actually stylistically and thematically quite different to The Office. So definitely stylistically.
1: Stylistically, yeah, I'd agree with you, but I think thematically they didn't drift as far away from it as as you might think. If you think about the characters that they're also they're talking about, they're all centered around uh, an overinflated opinion of themselves, trying for something and then failing to get it. It's about Failure in a way. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Br- Brent. He thinks he's this undiscovered comedic talent, whereas Milman thinks he's this undiscovered uh, actor who just need. They both just need a chance to set the world alight and let the world see how great they are. The big difference between the two, I guess, is that Brent is being followed by the cameras, where. Millman is trying desperately to get in front of a camera, in a way.
2: It sort of comes down to Johnny Depp's joke about, you know, Ricky Gervais on Twitter, you know, being 100, 140 more characters than he's ever come up with. He kind <laughs> of right. I, I do feel like a lot of Gervais bleeds into both characters, and that's why, like, the character is very similar, but obviously the arc... Yeah, the, that's true, but I think... The arc is slightly different. In fairness
0: to Gervais, I think he'd be the first to admit that he's not, he's not the best or most kind of, like, uh, what's the word, the most diverse... Uh, actor in the world, he he can do what he does. Do you know what I mean? And what's what's so good about his his work, or well, the extras in the office at least, is how well he's able to kind of create the characters around mm. him. It doesn't. Neither show relies so specifically on on Brent or on Milman. Definitely, extras doesn't rely on Milman.
1: No, that's he's true. the straight man. I was going to say that. That's exactly right. He's the straight man. So he he's sort of deliberately the straight man as well he's he's not being brent in this i think that that like i said the similarities are around their motivations and the the way that they perceive themselves and the way that they're trying to they're constantly like aware of what other people think of them both
2: of them he does drift into brent quite a lot in fact i think we should do a segment on it (laughs) Segment. another feature we're gonna do always always knew you were
1: brent (laughs) (laughs) we'll give it a go
2: what is it that's an
0: office quote though i know i know
2: (laughs) 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 I don't get
0: it. Well, should we go into it now? Is there any always knew you were Brent moments in this episode?
2: There's a couple that really strike me. One of them is um, when he goes into the trailer to see Goran about uh, getting a line. And he's, you know, still trying to get this line. But Goran's going on about his dead family. It shows him the the pictures. And he's really awkward about seeing the... um, It's her with
1: a... Oh, he fixing Danny's doing it. He, he Danny's, fixed... Danny's Danny's cupping a pair of imaginary breasts yeah. for, <laughs> for the sake of the audience. Yeah, yeah. He, he's looking at her sunbathing <laughs> and yeah. then he
2: just does that really awkward face and goes, I'm only looking at her dead naked face. And <laughs> that is pure bread. That is pure bread. There I mean, are a right, couple right. of moments. And actually. also at the end when he's trying to ingratiate himself with the director and he just doesn't know anything about Chinese films, but he can't just. Japanese films. Japanese films. <laughs> the same to me. But he can't just, you know, he can't just admit it. It's like with a classical music woman with grief. He can't just admit yeah, he yeah. doesn't know anything about it. He has to pretend. Mm. And, yeah. I, and I don't know if the guy really goes along with it or what, but to me, I think, I'd like to think if I was that film producer. It'd be pretty damn obvious to me that he didn't know what he was talking about. And I'd just ask him an awkward and obscure question to trip him up, but that's just me. I mean that's true, right, in the fact that
0: yes, he kind of he becomes very Brentish at times. But I also think that the difference between Brent and Millman which Gervais doesn't really get enough credit for is that he is Millman is is confident and charming up to a point like he is able to mm. Brent never would have been able to go up to that producer and get talking to him for the, for the length of time that he did and to get as deeply more did, aware yeah Millman could have got away with it He's almost a normal person
1: as well. Yeah, he, that's he's, the thing.
0: He's confident. He's charming. We see in later episodes that he and actually, witty as well. Yeah, he he actually impresses the woman enough that she wants to go on a date with him. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Just through his kind of confidence and his and, and his charm. It's just that then when he kind of when he it's when he he very much like Larry David, in fact, from from Kermit When yeah. he makes a mistake. That's just where it all goes downhill, But he, and he, he, have he 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 reverts to being really childish and defensive,
1: and he can't yes. he can't hide. He that. doesn't have the confidence behind him to sort of challenge some of the status quo. Yeah, like and Barry it all David crumbles down and stand up for them and himself. He's he's actually a bit of a coward in some ways, like that. He tries yeah, to sort yeah. of weasel out of it and things like that. Yeah. And whereas with Brent, he would just he he wouldn't say it in the first place.
0: No, yeah, or he would get caught out straight away if he'd yeah. gone up
1: to that producer. The
0: producer straight away would have known that he kind of he didn't know anything about. Yeah, Kurosawa Ozu
1: kind of thing he's got charm hasn't he yeah exactly yeah oh chalk and cheese But there's so many good cameos in this whole show right but where do you think Ben Stiller's one sits with you guys
0: I don't I, again as with this whole episode I'm sorry guys this for me this, this episode I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a bit down on this episode the whole time I don't think I think Stiller I, it just here's the problem with me with this episode right and it all and it kind of revolves around Stiller is that it doesn't the tone of the show isn't established particularly well. I think that's why extras took a bit of a while to kind of get going critically and, and with the fans and stuff and, yeah. and become as popular as it was because having this episode as the first episode sets the whole show off on the wrong tone, right? Because, obviously, we know later... We, we, we now know now...
1: <laughs> it's a big one. It's the big, clumpy ones, big, yeah.
0: words of gummage, but... Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we know now... That it's a broader show. It's more stereotypically sitcom-ish. It's got it's got gags. Yeah, deliberately, it's not trying to be like The Office, right? It's... But if you were, you so imagine you've seen The Office in two thousand six. You sit down, you know Gervais and yeah. Merchant are doing a news. You've series. been waiting for a year. You, and a I'm and a half. Not yeah. imagining it you, happened, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah flashback yeah, yeah. to then, you watch it, <laughs> and straight away, this this episode is way more realistic. Like it, yeah, it, yeah. it, it it's more real in tone. Uh, there's no kind of big, big kind of like sitcom-y gags. It doesn't have the agent or Barry in it yeah. for one thing. That's another thing that sets ep- set episode, episode gets two. episode two straightway so- going into like you know, but it's a big broad sitcom. It's got these unrealistic characters. The agent is the agent is a character that never would have been in the office. Mm. Uh, the way they could have remedied that is to have Ben Stiller kind of be a big cartoony sitcom-y character, and in the way he kind of is in the fact that, in the way that he gets angry and you know. Um, kind of starts threatening the child and threatening Goran and threatening everyone at the end but he doesn't do it big enough and uh, he's not far away enough from the public image of Ben Stiller as say like Kate Winslet is completely playing against type right yeah um Ian McKellen's completely game, playing against yeah. type. Patrick Stewart is completely playing against type. Yeah. They're, they're all playing like the opposite of what the public persona of them is, right? But Ben Stiller got famous um being Mr. Furious in Mystery Men, and being as well. he was a shout to the being the shat- being the screamer in Friends, being um the angry guy from uh from Happy Gilmore's oh, the, uh, Happy nurse, Gilmore's grandma's nursing home. Yeah. Um <laughs> you might watch now grandma. So yeah, so Stiller's character in extras kind of plays into what we kind of what the public perception. Yeah, no, it's a bit Stiller predictable.
1: Is. You mean as a cameo? Yeah, correctly. exactly. Yeah, I yeah. I don't disagree so, with that. He's definitely done a lot of cameos like this before, and a lot of his earlier work around things like Happy Gilmore and um, Heavyweights and all this sort of stuff was very a lot darker than his sort of went yeah. on to become with things like Meet the Fockers and stuff. I think it's a bit unfair to take issue with it. Um, in terms of the sequence when it was released, because you've got the whole show as, as to look at now. So if, if you were to, let's say, pick this episode up and put it as episode three, yeah, would you or episode be, two, or or you episode two more forgiving,
0: I don't know. Because I was thinking about this as well, and I think if you watched the um, take it in its own right, if, if, you, if you, you watched know. the Ross Kemp episode, which is a great first, would be a great first episode, and then you went on to this episode, I still think it falls a bit flat because it, again, mm. it doesn't have the, the agent stuff in it.
1: Which, again, why, why be, is there
0: this one episode where it doesn't have the agent in it?
1: It might be received differently in America. I wonder. Maybe it's the, maybe they're just a bit more into him over there. But I I, I like Benfield. I don't I, think I, it's,
0: I just think that you watch this episode. Especially the first time I ever watched it, and I remember thinking to myself, "What is this series? What's the tone of this series?" It's it's obviously it's obviously, yeah, no, it's obviously not as realistic, and but and, that's
1: fair on first impressions. But this isn't—you haven't got to worry about first impressions because you've seen the rest.
0: Yeah, of yeah, it. of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just trying to kind of—I'm trying to—I'm trying to go through yeah. these
1: episodes one by one, and I'm trying to. You know, I think, think it's about it. it's not great as a first episode, but as a standalone piece, I don't think it's as bad. Excuse yeah,
0: me. but for anyone listening. It gets way better. So, <laughs> yeah. In case you're yeah, listening way, to this, having yeah. not watched, I after think pretty before. much every episode after this, we're going to be high on it. So, <laughs> uh, but should we talk about Steeler actually? Because he's obviously the first, the first um, guest star, the biggest guest star. Who else have we got? Sam. Got Jan- Sam Jackson. Yeah, I guess so. He's I'm trying to think. Yeah, now he, 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 he is. Now and he obviously he was, was. He was known. Him. I suppose. No, but, well, this is what I wanted to say, right? Okay, so 2000 2005 extras debuts right yeah let's see what stiller have been doing before then right okay so he kind of burn <laughs> he kind of has ben. his he has his <laughs> who are you <laughs>
2: who are you i remember I oh, give a shit
0: <laughs> stiller kind of has his big breakthrough uh in 1998 was something there's something about mary right before then was that
2: 98? Was 98 okay oh, let's not forget that yeah but he
0: directed that he wasn't in it yeah, and also yeah. before before Ben, especially, I don't think he was as known in the UK. He was kind of he had his own um, the Ben Stiller show in America in the mid '90s. Mm. And like we said, he was in um, he was in Reality Bites. He was in uh, Mystery Men. He was in Happy Gilmore. So he was kind of known comedy element in America. Yeah. But then there's something like Mary kind of launched him into kind of global stardom. Right, yeah, everyone research. knew him after that. And then 2000 he does Meet the Parents. But then listen to this 2004 for Ben Stiller, right, which was the year before um, he was in extras. Right, Blackfall. he did. Along Came Polly, Starsky and Hutch, Dodgeball, Meet the Fockers, right? All in one year. And he did a film called Envy, but... Um... That's a hell of a year. Yeah, that is a hell... But, but that established him as the biggest... As, as definitely the biggest comedy star in the world. I'm well, must... a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a nerd! <laughs> uh, but it, 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 he must have been one of the biggest stars in the world as well As well at that point. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that is a, I mean,
1: It's a, a hell of a CV, isn't it? Yeah,
0: say yeah. what you will about the quality. I don't think Along Came Polly is particularly good. I don't really like... Actually, I don't like Starsky and Hutch or Dogball, Dodgeball either. I quite but
2: like
1: Dodgeball.
0: Along came Polly, Starsky right. and Hutch, Dodgeball, Meet the Fockers. They were all big hits. And <laughs> then the very next year, in the year that he did extras, he was the main voice in Madagascar, which was also a big hit. So coming off that, he's then in the first episode of the new series from the guy that did this little English show called The Office, right? So he was a major get for Gervais
1: and Merchant. Maybe that's probably what the deal was then. That's why they had to put it as the first. episode. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I can imagine
0: so, especially with HBO, the American channel being involved. Yeah, yeah. but I think that. Stiller probably helped them kind of have if if anyone was in doubt I think Stiller would have helped them get the cachet to get people like Samuel L Jackson yes Involved.
1: Well, because Sam Jackson had done the first episode, though I think they filmed that one about a month or so before they got yeah. The they filmed that them. scene first, so they yeah, yeah. kind of that's the ultimate uh, ticket, isn't it? Once they got Sam an episode with Samuel Jackson, any sort of wobbles that people might have had about well, coming exactly, on the yeah, show, yeah, yeah. that's you know, pin those guys down. On the subject of
0: Stiller, one thing I want to introduce for this podcast is my new game called the Guest Star IMDb Game.
1: <laughs> right, okay. Well, so it's not just for this episode. This is going to be something. That yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's going right. to it's, it's going right. to it's as an accompaniment to Danny's quiz. This is going to rival gonna the these- sugar
1: content challenge. Have you made a little video with, the, with no, some video, music? Video. Right.
0: Um, <laughs> what, what can we call it? Ooh, IMDb game, you f. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, that's the king. Right.
2: Don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't get, I don't want to get
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, so. Are you guys familiar with IMDb, the Internet Movie
1: Database? Yes. Which is a
0: database of every actor, everyone is to do with films. Movies on the internet. Yeah, and then you get a list of their films. Now, what IMDb do is, at the top of each person's profile, they've got the four films they're most... According to IMDb, I don't know how yeah. the crazy IMDb algorithm that they're most known for. Right. So, what I'm going to do every episode is we're going to look at... Okay, I get it. I see to, where you're going today with Today, we're going to do what Ben Stiller's four most known for's, All right. but in other episodes, I'm going to choose someone who's either worked with or adjacent to the guest star, because obviously you could just look it up in advance. But because you didn't know this was going to happen, this is going to be better still. So we are going, you guys need to guess... Ben Stiller's four most known four films, All right. okay? According to IMDb, Do we have to shout them out or? Well, this is what we need to figure out.
1: <laughs> right, we're rolling, you know that, right? The, <laughs> the mic's are recording. I can
0: cut it you up. Yeah, <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't
1: explain that, you know.
2: Yeah, <laughs> this <laughs> is what Chris
1: Tarrant doesn't do this. He, <laughs> they practice it a couple of times before they go on TV and do it. He knows the format of the show
2: he's presenting before we present Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, okay, I'm you gonna, just
1: go on, give it a go and see what happens. Right. You
0: each get a guess at one, okay? Right. So you get a guess. Something about Mary no, okay, no hold on, let's start again. okay okay hold on oh, so the God. format the format is gonna be <laughs> i need to reintroduce the format the format is gonna be but you each get a guess
1: okay right, okay i'll go first <laughs> zoolander <laughs> <Come on. laughs> You said there's something about Mary! Mm, did I? <laughs> yeah! That was cut though, wasn't it? No, I'm, I'm including it. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake.
0: Right. No, <laughs> but there, there's something about Mary is not one of his top four.
1: Right, okay. Danny? Do we need buzzers go. for this? No, um, we don't. We've taking nah. turns. Meet
2: the
0: Parents. No, Meet the Parents is not one of his top this four. This is ridiculous. Zoolander. Zoolander is one of his top four, so that's a point for James.
2: This is, this is the shambles. Wow. Um, it's because you're losing. Along long Polly.
1: No, Along Came Polly is not one of his top four. Did you say Meet the Parents? Yeah. Meet the Fockers.
0: Meet the Fockers is not one of his top four. <sighs> I was say Meet
2: the Parents. There's no way meet, gonna... meet the fuckers was better than
0: Meet the Parents. We're now like going to have to...
1: No, no, Dustin Hoffman's great in Meet the Fockers. Yeah. So.
2: You always think the second one's better even when it isn't. Just All right, as come as on, next. Starting. Is that <laughs> mean The parents with Waver. it's the series one No, the series you have
1: player. De Niro, whereas on the other one, you have, um, as you say, you've got... Um, Dustin Hoffman. No, 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 yeah, but Hoffman, but you've also Barbara Streisand. yeah. Who are perfect, perfect as best Dynamite. It's not just about the, pe- the
0: celebrity cameras.
2: Anyway. Uh, you guys have still
0: got three to guess, right? Right.
2: This is ridiculous. Um, We're going to have to start... Dodgeball.
0: Game. Dodgeball is not one of his former... Uh, so here's the thing. You, you guys have now started... guessed, basically, his... They're his like, most famous films and according to IMDB they are not what he's most known Do for. Do
2: they include films he's directed and not starred in?
0: I will say all of his films, all of these are films that he's starred in.
2: Okay. And I'm talking starred in. I can't honestly... Okay actually I've just thought of one that was probably going to be in
0: there but... Go on. Yes James go next. Is it? Yeah. i okay, James. <laughs> I think you're doing yourself out of... Point, Tropic you know. Thunder. Tropic Thunder is. Yeah so it's James again. <laughs>
2: What about Starsky Nudge? Starsky
1: Nudge is not one of his ah, most ah, known for. This ah, is crazy. It's quite a long-winded game as well. I'm winning at the Especially moment and I'm happy ben to call Stiller. it.
2: I mean, for God's have How we named film he's ever done
1: now? No. Not quite. I'm struggling
2: to think of any Talking about sequels. I,
1: if it was me in charge of IMDB, I'd put that spoof that he did of Mission Impossible. Yeah, that's great. Have yeah. <laughs> you seen yeah, that? Put the bloody video
2: for
1: Tenacious D on. He wasn't in that, was he? Yes, he was. Who? Which video? The video
2: for Tribute.
1: Fact. Which one was he in that? No, that's Dave Grohl. Yeah, that's Jason. Dave Grohl playing guitar. Yeah,
2: Ben Stiller makes a cameo in it. Oh, does he? Yeah.
1: Well, he's mates
0: with Jack Black, isn't he? Yeah. Who isn't? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> right, we got one more. Oh, fuck mm-hmm. it all. Uh, who's is, is it Danny? Oh, no, it's my mango. Speaking of sequels, speaking about how sequels are better. Except this one isn't. Absolutely, 100% is not.
2: <laughs> the film we made with Gorn, is that in it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was that? They name I would that give film? him
1: money. I'd give him heavyweights. I'd love that one. Happy
2: Gilmore. Happy no. Gilmore.
1: No. Cable Guy. No, he starred in these. No, not Cable Guy.
0: These are films where Ben Stiller was the marquee name on it.
1: It's not Zoolander what? two, is it? Zoolander two is Fuck one. Say. So you have got
0: one more. James,
2: Zoolander
0: you've two? James, you won by getting Tropic Thunder, Zoolander. But so according to the IMDb, these are the Ben Stiller's most films that he's most known for: Tropic Thunder, Zoolander, Zoolander two, and have you guys ever heard of? The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Yes, of course. Yes. There you go. Oh, there you go. That was a that was good. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be coming back next week, so yeah. that's yeah. something to look forward to.
2: Who's the guest star next week?
0: Ross Kemp. Ross and
1: Kemp. And Vinnie Jones. Sorry, that's do it gonna for, be Vinnie a... Jones, do for Vinnie Jones, do
0: for Jones,
2: because then we've got... Oh, I mean, we're gonna, yeah. with him's broken.
0: No, 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 I'm just trying to... No, because it wouldn't be Vinnie Jones, because no, I... now you guys have got a heads up to look it up, so it would have to be like... someone who's associated with Vinnie Jones.
2: I'm only looking at a dead, naked face. I think like the whole scene with Maggie and John because we obviously the Maggie character is introduced in this, and we see you know she's single, she's trying to flirt around, and with the, her dynamic with John is yeah. very cleverly filmed with John because we never get to see him standing up, do we? He's always sitting down okay, true. until the very last. Okay, scene. go on, say go to that. Now. When you notice, when you watch back through, you notice because of course of what happens at the end when he stands up. And she realises that he's got one foot. It's like a twist in it, it's like other. six cents. It's just, yeah, exactly. And, um, and then, yeah, he has. Well, usual suspects,
0: and he starts limping at me. Yeah. <laughs> he
2: has that conversation with her, and it's just so, so awkward. And you kind of feel for her, but at the same time, do you think he's being a bit of a dick, Andy Milman, or do you think he's trying to help? Because this is what happens a lot with Andy. So with you, Andy.
1: you mean specifically the bit where he points out the fact that he's got yeah. a club foot?
2: Andy I did wonder about that, because. It makes it an issue.
1: Because the thing is, obviously, they are. It's acknowledged that they're a platonic thing, right? It's not as though there'd be any malice and jealousy in there about her getting with another guy. He's not interested in Maggie. So therefore, what would his motivation be to point out this foot? It does feel a little bit like a bit of a vindictive thing to do. I can't see why he would do it otherwise. Do you know what I mean? Is it just like he's noticed it and pointed it out? Or because he knows how she's going to react. But, no, but-
2: I mean, the equivalent happens in reverse. Sorry the jump when um, later on, when she tells the gay guy that he's acting too camp, Oh, that's I mean, true, she, yeah. She thinks <laughs> she's doing do the right thing and helping him, but really she's completely screwing him over. And he's kind of doing the same to her. Yeah, but
0: the, the difference is, is that Maggie always acts out of genuine, um, trying to, the, the genuine goodness of her heart, trying to yes. do what she thinks is the right thing, whereas Millman is obviously winding Maggie up. The, yeah. the, the, the thing is, is that you were saying about how... It seemed like he was trying to sabotage Maggie, but if it, if this was a sitcom about two blokes who were mates, and one of them mentioned, you know, that's oh, true. That, that, you bird, that bird that, you're it? getting off with has got a big foot, would you see it as him trying to sabotage it, or just him kind of making? No, like, yeah, that's like, true. Maybe having a bit of banter. Making because I don't think Milman actually really expects Maggie to say, "Oh God, I can't go home with him then." Because like, he seems, and then because he, he surprised them when she kind of like says that, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think
1: he's just having a laugh. He's just trying to wind her up. No, you're a deeply <laughs> shallow person. You reckon maybe it's just banter? I think he's just, yeah, he's just trying to wind her up, isn't he? Yeah, maybe so. It's an interesting one though, because you're right, Maggie is the sort of the moral compass of the whole show. So she's the yeah, 100%. Yang, isn't he? He's this, frankly, a nasty little man in many ways. Yeah. I mean, not <laughs> that hasn't quite come to the floor yet in this series, and certainly not in this episode. But as you say, Maggie's just absolutely lovely. There's not a malicious bone in her body. No, absolutely, but, yeah. And
2: you got to remember, he's totally put on the spot. He's. Stood up, she's about to leave with him, and she's suddenly realized about the foot and she's got about ten seconds to react. She's got about Hang ten seconds to make a decision. Do you think monsters and put her on the spot? No, no, no. I think because <laughs> no, this situation, right? She's like he stood up, she's noticed it, and now she's got and because he's saying that to her, she's now all agitated, she's got about ten seconds to react to it. She possibly doesn't want to do what she does, but she does it out of I think it's almost out of panic. Mm. Yeah, but again it's, it's a it's, panicked reaction, it's not a considered reaction.
0: It goes into what we were talking about about how the whole show is dealing with the kind of these social kind of taboos exactly. and how, yes, how you the react point. in this situation. Because if I in real life, if you were on like a night out, and you were kind of getting on with, well, in our in our in our uh, situation, a girl, right, and you were kind of gonna go home, <laughs> Danny, and you were gonna be going home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't know, but, you know. And you were gonna be going home with them, and one of your mates mentioned that she had a big foot. Would you then, do you genuinely think he would kind of then say no to that girl? That's with a girl, though. You know, this
2: is a man. You know, the more disposable sex. So <laughs> oh God, I guess that sex. Don't, don't
1: try and draw similarities. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know what I mean. Men
2: are disposable to women. All right, sex? all right, all right? Right.
1: right. Not to Maggie. Maggie's a sweetheart. But yeah. Yeah, but, Maggie's not one of those women, surely.
2: But well.
1: Can I just say, actually, while we're on the subject of Maggie, Andy
2: Millman says she is. While well, we I consider that philosophy, that maybe she is. While
1: we're on the subject
0: of Maggie, Maggie's a great character. Yeah. She she is a character that could have her own sitcom. She could be the lead of her own sitcom without Millman being. There, I think she's she and she's actually quite a unique character in 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 sitcoms in that she doesn't because we were talking about how Dawn in in the first especially the first series of The Office is kind of when you watch it back is kind of quite hard done by. She doesn't really have her own agency. We don't find out about her, what she wants in life, and we don't see her talking head until like episode four or something of the Mm. first series. Whereas Maggie straight away is established as such a strong character. She's given her own scenes, she's given her own storylines, her own love interest, her own kind of life. She's
1: usually the architect of the B-plot in most of these episodes.
0: And, And it's kind of quite rare especially back then in two thousand six, to have a kind of a woman in a sitcom that that wasn't just either the nagging wife or the kind of, you know, the strong, boring woman who kind of you know, is is Caroline Quentin in men behaving badly kind of thing. Obviously now since then we've had Miranda and we've had fleabag and stuff, but Maggie is actually quite a unique female character. Hmm. I always thought she's allowed to be stupid, and she's allowed to have her, her own foibles, and she's allowed to kind of create the awkward the awkward moments.
2: A common criticism of extras though is that Maggie's a little bit too stupid. Where do you stand on that?
1: It is a bit predictable. It's a some of, the, some of the situations that, that and and actually to be fair, you're right. Some of the cringe that get us set up is very formulaic, and it does seem to repeat. It's usually Andy saying something to Maggie, Maggie telling somebody she shouldn't. Andy getting bollocked, then both getting embarrassed, and then leaving the room. It happens with <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. It happens with yeah, yeah. The, the gay guy that's <laughs> the um, that helps ghostwrite Andy's sitcom. It happens in this episode with... Uh, t- uh,
2: Chinese, Japanese. Yeah, movies, exactly. Just, it's, it, it almost it, seems a bit too stupid. To
1: there me. is that, but to it be fair, Maggie. the thing I notice most about Maggie, and I don't know whether this is because i spent so much time listening to the XFM podcast, there's a lot of Carl in Maggie. You yeah. know what I mean? A lot of the sort of theoretical questions, the hypotheticals that yeah, she yeah. asks him, they're all straight from the mouth of Carl. And in its I don't know whether it's because they spent so much time with him at the time of writing that they've sort of thought, wow, some of this material, we, even if we don't lift it word for word, we've got to take the the essence of Pilkington and I think and they were both just, especially character. at the time, so enamoured with Carl, weren't yeah, they? And, absolutely. they and, and
0: they kept on saying he's a goldmine of <clears> comedy. <throat> on the XFM shows, they would keep on saying about how what a goldmine of comedy he was. Yeah. And I think they, because we said when we did The Office as well, that like they put a lot uh, of him Gareth. into Gareth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So I think they obviously, at the time... Yeah,
2: I do, I do just think sometimes it's a bit too stupid.
0: Yeah. yeah but again i mean i it think it gets
2: uh, worse in series two series one is if she
0: bad. if she was in the office i would agree with you but i think that not that this episode shows this very well but the tone may set in the rest of the series it's so so big and so broad but I think it gets away with it like it doesn't matter See, I, if it, I find the, it quite endearing
1: though it. like the bit with Jackie Grit when she comes over to her and she's sort of you know having to make up an excuse and she then she says oh yeah I'll bring my sister and she hasn't even got a sister yeah. And <laughs> so, yeah, yeah she admits to having one and then volunteers to bring her along just because she can't think of anything but she's too she's stupid enough not to think of anything to say but nice enough not to try and get out of it yeah, yeah do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean it's a perfect blend
2: another lovely bit is when she's introducing herself to John and she really asked, you know, yeah. dad, which is whether or not he's got a girlfriend or, yeah. or ask him if he's gay. Yeah. <laughs> just check that possibility. See, that is such and a sweet scene. And she's holding that little toy baby and she bangs her baby. <laughs> and she's got a, <laughs> she got <laughs> a bullet yeah. hole in yeah. her head. such a lovely scene because yeah. yeah, the way
1: she says, are you a girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: then she's quite, again, that goes against the typical sitcom thing of where you know, normally she would be trying to pretend that she's not interested in him, but she yeah. just out and out says, You know, I'm not a lesbian, I'm, you know, I'm single. Yeah, <laughs> I'm available. Yeah. Available. yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's, she, she's kind of not hiding the fact that she's interested.
1: Well, in she's him. The, the, she's the, uh, he's the straight man, isn't he? So she's the comic relief yeah, a lot yeah, yeah, of the time. Yeah. You know, it, she couldn't be like that if Andy wasn't so straight, and and Andy wouldn't be so straight if it wasn't for her. So that, it, this show is so many amazing double acts. We've got it between the Maggie and Andy, we've got it between, um, Barry and um, Darren Lamb, and yeah, you know, and then Darren Lamb and Andy. You yeah. know, there's so many of these little, these and little Andy duos that Greg. hook up. Andy and Greg, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Vinny and Ross Kemp. They're really it. nice people. <clears throat> <Yeah. laughs> I can't wait to talk about that one <laughs> yeah, next week, I man. I love it. I'm gonna, yeah, <laughs> i be all over that
0: episode. Um, but yeah and it's also interesting we were talking earlier as well off mic about the fact that there's an interesting change in Maggie through the first through the 2 series where in series 1 pretty much every episode she's got a new love interest hasn't she and not only that but those those um love interests are interested in her as well whereas in series 2 it's quite quickly established that people don't, aren't supposed to find her attractive. Despite the fact that in series one, she's been all over the place of all of these guys. Yeah. In series two... The, Come on, love, put a bit of me. Yeah. In. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Clive Owen's got no interest in her. Yeah. And and the woman uh, uh, in the Orlando Bloom episode is, oh, keeps talking so about how unattractive she is. I love it. And the old guy from uh, Big Train and, and from, from a warehouse in the office shakes his finger at her, not interested. Oh, that
1: is him, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, of yeah. Of course, the guy from I the the didn't even notice that that was... Um, Dennis, Dennis, of course. Yeah.
2: How did you not notice that was Dennis? Yeah, that's I don't defi- know. De- definitely, 100%. That's a that's bit Dennis. silly, him not be, That's a bit daft, though, him not being attracted to Maggie, because, you, you know, I'm, 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 it's, Orlando Bloom is... It's
1: heightened, man. This yeah, is the it's a, thing. It's, it's not realistic. It's not, you, can't, you mustn't think of it through a realism yeah. lens, like The Office. You know, it's, it's so far from that, and it's kind of... You've got to, <laughs> you've got to give it to him. You've got to let them have these sort of... <laughs> These absurd things, yeah. like for example, Les Dennis naked, like waving his cock around in front of him. I mean, that's ludicrous. That Do you obviously... reckon he was really naked when he did that? I hope that. so. <laughs> <laughs> think of some house. Think of some <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting excited just thinking about it. Les Dennis, man, I can't wait to talk about that episode. I'm to just wrap this one up. i get on the faster we finish this one, the faster we can talk about some of these other episodes. Faster we, <laughs> faster we can go to sleep, and it will be
0: tomorrow. <laughs> what, we,
2: what we haven't talked about though, the the end of this episode, it's quite interesting, I think. After yes. he gets in the line, everything and then Ben Stiller just blows up at him because in one scene we see Andy Millman being all like trying to get in with the producers and yeah. now suddenly he's just willing to literally throw the whole thing under the bus you know to defend yeah. Maggie who and in go- turn was defending well, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: think that does give an additional dimension to Andy that we don't get throughout the whole thing right because yeah. we get this image of this guy that is perpetually pushing Goran to give him this line even if it means talking over his dead wife and <laughs> you know looking at his slaughtered loved ones but you know, he he buys the voucher, he buys the he's champagne, actually, the but voucher. he does. But but when it finally comes, push comes to shove, he throws it all away to defend his friend. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So that does give you an additional dimension to Andy that actually says, you know what, even though he's a uh, uh, you know ridiculously driven to try and get what he wants, uh, seemingly at all costs, actually he will stand up. For, uh, and actually, as in the office, we said there's no heroes, but in this, jury's out.
2: It is, because I mean, and. Maggie's just defended Gord because everyone literally everyone that's making it the crew everyone's just looked at Ben Stiller thinking what a twat she's just him on it, yeah. well, and then of course he launched into that ridiculous tirade about how much money. Meet the fuck is. I love it. I <laughs> love uh, it. And yeah, everyone must just everyone's just thinking what a dick.
1: See, I know what you're saying about Ben Stiller. It is a bit of predictable character of himself that he plays. Yeah, but it's still good value, man. I, I must say this this speech is fucking brilliant. When he goes into this and he goes double it, add six. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: I guess what he about women is kissed in films? As if that's you know, <laughs> yeah. Still counts. Still counts. yeah, still counts. I, so,
0: I yeah. guess the way you could defend it is by saying that it quite. It quite successfully sets up the idea that, right, in every episode, you're going to get a celebrity who is kind of playing like a grotesque, yeah, kind exactly. of egocentric celebrity, yeah, which I that's, mean, that's, and that's fair enough, and it does. sets that
1: up. I mean, it's it's what we've come to expect from Ben as well, and these other things. Like I said earlier, he has done lots of these similar cameos, like we talked about earlier, with friends, playing an outrageous, obviously not himself, Lara in Curb Your Enthusiasm, plays a, a really tightly wound version of himself, yeah. who, you know, takes it, holds it against somebody if they don't bring a birthday present to his birthday, and all that kind of stuff. But... Um, I guess what they were trying to play against is the there's something about Mary Meet the Fockers Ben Stiller, like the nice yeah, guy the Ben family, Stiller. The f-
0: but because Ben Stiller had like a double, he, he kind of, he doesn't have, early career. I he think. has like a kind of a, a double public persona. And yeah. like sometimes he's the scre- he's like a bit like Adam Sandler, isn't he? Sometimes he's the angry screaming guy and sometimes he's the kind of yeah, nice, exactly. guy. So it kind of, yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to think what, what, how, what could they have done with Ben Stiller that would have completely played off his public persona, like been the opposite.
2: Well, I think he's obviously he's a director as well, so yeah. you know he's playing the persona of that rather than playing like a character he played. So it's it's a bit difficult.
0: And it's funny that they give him this Bosnian war drama as well. You can totally <laughs> imagine. <laughs> That's some, hilarious. Yeah, you, you, you can you can. Still you, of
2: Zoolander. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. But you can totally imagine. A <laughs> openly in the. Show. No, but like think about Ron Howard or like uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of some other like comedy actors that have kind of gone on and tried tried to pivot and be serious. Like Ron Howard or that like, Steve Carell hasn't directed anything, but he was in bloody Foxcatcher, wasn't he? Playing. Some like really dark, serious role. Mm. So, yeah, you can totally imagine Ben Stiller directing some boring Bosnian war (laughs) drama. Ludicrous, isn't it? (laughs)
2: Don't ask me any more questions. As per long-standing tradition, we are doing a quiz every episode Yay. of Extras, even though there's no quiz in the show. We just thought, you know, it's a very good tradition that's come with it. Is that what we were doing in the office? Cause there was I a guess quiz it is. Not much was. No. Yeah. I think so. Well, it's the Wernham Blood. It kind of was. Yes, was. the Wernham classic quiz. Yeah. But <laughs> the Danny special. I, I think it's a good idea to have a quiz and... Yeah. It's not quite yeah. A, it gives you something to do, doesn't it? Dad? Yeah. It's not quite it as easy them. to mine for quiz questions as the office, but okay. I've done my best. Right. Let's do it. So, James, what will your buzzer be? Who's yellow? Who is yellow, James? That's who's yellow for <laughs> anyone who <laughs> yeah, couldn't understand. They know, they know. Okay, and Mr. Jack. <laughs> Mr.
1: Jack. So, the star skier, I can never remember. <laughs> all right. Excellent.
2: Okay, so without further ado, question number one for one mark. <clears throat> Fastest finger first. Whose birthday do is it? I've heard the Star Starsky Ratch first, who is it? Uh oh fuck, it's no. It's pretty embarrassing because we literally just mentioned I know, it I'm while we were really doing the build-up banter. Jackie Greer? Jackie Greer, Good yes. So is well that supposed done, to be Jermaine
1: Greer's daughter? in the show. She
2: what? does actually look a bit like Jermaine Greer. I assume I that's think. who
1: it was supposed to be, because she does a really good face when he says about women's problems. But and obviously, Jem... like they're the last person you want to describe women's problems. And like... <laughs> but it
0: might just be that they named her Greer because they were just trying to think of an annoying woman. Well, I actually and looked and it Jemaine up to see Greer's if... She did... in it. She's yeah, in not yeah, yeah, yeah. she? So yeah.
1: I actually looked it up to see if Jemaine Greer has got a daughter called Jackie, and it turns out she doesn't. Oh. But I, it seems like an odd... Has she got a sister, though? Like... Know, just
0: Greer. Greer's a name, isn't it? You could... Uh, maybe... Yeah. Anyway,
2: <coughs> question number two. I digress. Yes. <laughs> okay, I can <John. laughs> one mark.
1: Dear
2: what, me. What does Maggie say that John won't get due to what he's eating? So the star
1: skier I can never remember. Vowel cancer? He
2: will be, not be getting vowel cancer. Well done, Jack. <laughs> question number three. Where is the one space where Goran can spend his voucher?
1: So the star skier I can never remember.
2: Uh, Jack. God damn it, mine's got a little intro to it. Top shop.
0: Top
1: shop, correct. Foxy
0: if I said top man would you have docked me the point would you have counted it
1: obviously not it's a wrong answer <laughs> top shop is the, is the answer yeah top shop is the answer matter, I mean, that's, why, anyway. that's why I was yeah. a bit hesitant when I question said it question
2: number four um, okay when Andy Millman says he has to get away from his sister and his mum how does he describe his sister
1: at the party by uh, the lipstick Correct. <laughs> Obviously, I've made this too easy. Which? Question... <laughs> I, I never would have got that. Question I, number five. That's why it would have been funny to say that to Jackie Grizz. No, to Jermaine Grizz. <laughs> <laughs> Question number five. This is a
2: two marker. So, three things. You get uh, one mark for two and then another for the other yeah, one. The I mean, Danny yeah. special, The yeah. Danny special. So, <laughs> what <laughs> are the number films that Andy says he loves? It's on the Star Score Archer. Okay, James, you can have a go. Two needed for one point. Uh, Magnificent Seven. Yes. And Seven Samurai? Yep. No, what? He doesn't no, say No, 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 he doesn't say many Seven. Dirty does He doesn't say many because that's the one that the director mentioned. So, <sighs> Seven Samurai. Dirty Doesn't. Dirty Doesn't. And first person to shout the next Ocean's one. Ocean's Eleven? Ocean's Eleven, yes. Yeah. Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> All the number films. Yeah, Jack can have the point there, because he got it first. Okay, question number um, six. This is another two-pointer because it's it's only one thing, but it's so obscure.
1: So did Jack get two points for that last one? Yeah. Oh, he said two and you said one. What's the score now? The limits. score, score is enough? three to Jack,
2: two to James. Right, 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 right. So everything's Everything played to play. Question number six. Now, this is a two-pointer because it's so difficult. It's only one little thing, though. What is Gorham reading when Brent comes in in his shot voucher? Fucking <laughs> hell. Yeah. What is he reading? I think <laughs> I did. Reading. I did. Oh, I did. know what it is, actually. What is it? Heat. Heat magazine. Yeah. Correct. I thought it uh. was... Heat magazine, much reference within this show, of and very course. much part of the culture at Lampoon. So he's definitely yeah, it's a celebrity, culture, definitely a deliberate uh, choice there. Um, Boyd Hilton is one of ours. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> is he? Yeah. Question number seven. Right, boy. Hello, Boyd. Yeah, right? boy? <laughs> yeah. okay, James could potentially take the title if he gets this question first. Yeah, uh, what's the line that Gorm gives Andy? <laughs> so the
1: Starsky,
2: which I can never remember. Oh. Don't go in there. There's snipers in there. What are you doing? I did that! <laughs> what are you doing? You're doing the accent? <laughs> don't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Don't do it. Don't okay. do that. Don't, do that. <laughs> don't, don't okay. do that again. Don't do that next time. Okay. <laughs> okay. Question number 8. Okay. The tiebreaker here. Um, question number 8. It's quite an easy one. So fastest as <laughs> first. Oh. Oh. oh! What's that? What's
1: that? He's not allowed to do that. Where, where, where? I dock a point Danny for that. Hold on. Hold on. We're just going to have to let it play out.
2: Okay. okay. Where does Ben boast that Meet the Fox is number one right now? India. Correct. James wins 5 How four.
1: does James win that? <laughs> tell me the question, tell me the ones he got Where? right.
2: I was ahead all the time. No, no, James got um, heat. heat. I got two points for heat. He got two points for heat. Why did you give me two Why points for heat? Why did you get two heat? points for heat? Because it was a two point question because it was so <laughs> bloody difficult. <laughs> Even though you're only saying one thing.
1: Yeah. I love it. I think it's a great idea. I, mean, I love these two point just questions. Just
2: yeah. random two point <laughs> questions <laughs> thrown <laughs> in there.
0: Two point questions. I've decided this is answers. a two point question because yeah. James is
1: losing. I'm going to give him a two point question.
2: No, I decided that in advance. It was <laughs> written there before. Yeah, it's a two-pointer.
1: Brilliant, brilliant. All right, let's continue, right, continue pretty, with his pre- winning form.
2: It's pretty difficult, really, isn't it? To so, you know, notice a stupid little detail like that. All I right, easy so. Tiger.
1: I'm just, I'm supposed to be a winner. You're yeah. supposed to be congratulating. me. I'm supposed to big him up. So. <laughs> Quiz win with shit, Listen, mate. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you who's not laughing. <laughs> the podcasting listeners. Must be lovely to hear them laughing. I laugh all the time.
2: They live to laugh. <laughs> yeah. When's the last time you told a joke? I hate that. You're always moaning.
1: We
2: quite, quite finished mining every every episode except the one we're supposed to be podcasting about <laughs> yeah. for quotes. There's no good quotes in this one, is there? There's no good quotes. Is there a quotes? good... Let me just quickly I'm look just through. Bad is
0: there... quotes and irrelevant quotes. <laughs> there we go. Now oh, we're back on track. Yeah, uh, what good quotes is there from this episode? I'm trying to think, because there's some, like, I I quite often... Looks like a bulldog. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. I never would have... Quite often, I bring up, like, in day-to-day life, we're talking about how you can't really say extras quotes in day-to-day life, yes. but I quite often throw in some McKellen
2: quotes...
1: Yeah. I quite often. Like, you do um, oh. Robert Lindsay, don't you?
2: Well, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was born in 949, but I know who Victoria was. Yeah. <laughs> I say that whenever some like, millennial at work doesn't know who the Beatles were or something ridiculous <laughs> like that. That's what I say to them. That's my
1: stock thing I say. I'm always throwing in Mr. Stokes' I, wasn't yeah. I, I Oh, man, I say that all the time. Like I was at work today, actually, and I said it today. It's like <laughs> whenever I sort of sigh or go, Oh, Mr. Stokes. That always comes <laughs> naturally to it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, but I don't
0: mean just saying Mr. Stokes, but I'm like saying quotes from When the, when the Whistle Did blows. Did you say the door yeah, to your too. office is always open because of the hinges? <laughs> I <laughs> have just... said that, but yeah. But the door to my office is always open. I do say that, actually.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do I
0: always, always do that. Oh take, take in your oh
1: hand. man actually well, probably, <laughs> this is a bit of an aside right but we went to this uh, pastag do not long ago right? and Danny we were camping and I can't tell you how many office no sorry how many Mr <laughs> on, I can't even say this out loud anyway, Yeah, Danny trying to put up a tent right <laughs> Is is like Mr. Stokes trying to put up a tent. <laughs> Everything he says, like, I'll take it in your hand and pass it through the hole, <laughs> ram in the peg, <laughs> in your hand and grip it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is ridiculous.
0: Uh, but yeah, from this episode, I'm trying to th- I'm just trying to, I've got a little list of scenes here, and I'm trying to think of if there's anything good. No, not really. It isn't a great Except for the... Will you stop going on about your fucking dead wife? But when are you are going to say that? The, you yeah, can't well, go to someone's when you off them and them say life. that. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. So that about rounds off the uh, first episode of the Return of One and Blog. I think that went really well, guys. What yes. do you think? It would have, worked, yeah. It's all right. And, that, and that's us. <laughs> I've podcasted here before, so... Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, uh, yeah. I'm excited to talk about something... I mean, we talked about The Office for so long. It's, yeah. e- it's, in- it's exciting to talk about something new. And also we didn't really touch back on this <laughs> earlier in the episode but i haven't like i haven't watched extras but so long. before we i started watching it back for this i hadn't watched it in so long yeah like it's kind of in one way it's a bit daunting because i'm not so familiar with it we don't know the quotes so well but in another way it's it's refreshing it's almost like watching a whole new thing yeah. so i'm i'm discovering things about it that i kind of hadn't even considered about it before because it hadn't been on my mind constantly. Because I hadn't been thinking about it as an important yeah. social, you know, cultural document.
1: It's a weird thing, because with, 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 I watched the extras a lot like I consume normal TV. Like, yeah. I'll watch a series, I'll binge it. Yeah. Whereas with Office, I watched it so sporadically that I might just... I'd, I'd watch it mostly on just little clips online and stuff yeah. like that, because I'd watch the rest of it so many times. Whereas with this, I sat down and I must have spent about a couple of weeks ago, when we talked about doing this, I just watched it all the way through and yeah. absolutely loved it. I forgot how, how amazing it was. In particular, the Christmas special and some of the... Uh, some of the very special cameos that we'll talk about as the show goes on. Yeah, no, I mean,
0: I, I know I've been quite down on this episode, but the rest of the series is just like, it's... It, <laughs> Such it's... a brilliant
1: first episode on a down Well,
0: they shouldn't have done this one at the first episode, uh, should they? If only we could have talked about...
1: Should we release about... this one second? Oh, that would well, be, well, so be, be very meta, wouldn't that's it? That's what <laughs> they should have done with
0: a thing. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, yeah like... no, but this is the thing. If we could have talked about the Vinnie Jones and uh, Ross Kemp one first, yeah, it would have been... There would have been so much more to talk about, and like, well, and we'll get into it into an episode two That's something to look forward to because because the the Ross, Kem- a, yeah. the Ross Kemper episode is is so
1: is really really this is good. a bit of a false start, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I think
2: it should be episode number two. You know, there's way more lines. Episode two is way better. <laughs> it's not, David. Anyway, enough
1: for talking to you guys. Let's say a big thank you to everybody for listening and coming back for series two of Wernham Blog. Um, we wanted to shout out to everybody just say if you haven't already please drop us a rating give us a review and subscribe to the podcast it really helps drive us back up those rankings and now that we're back we want to make a serious dent on those yeah we need to make sure that we're number one in South Africa (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll see how big how big extras was in
0: South Africa
2: and tell your friends as well get them to listen and rate, review, subscribe as well NT bloody podcast spaces aren't laughing much are they? Brilliant.
0: Brilliant. <laughs> well there, there's, there's a new uh, Apple chart for up for, for, yes, like, shows is. like this right? Shows. The, uh, after shows. So you know we want to
1: get after we, shows. Maybe we can get
0: up to number one now when we release a new episode
1: of uh, <laughs> the
0: first episode of
2: Extras.
1: One more thing as well previously when we did the show we were releasing those episodes weekly. Yes. Um, it's quite involved to kind of do the episode um, edit the episode and do all that kind of stuff. So what we're going to do is for our insanity we're going to release these fortnightly yeah. moving forward. So this first episode Uh, you'll have another one out in two weeks Uh, so look forward to that okay so once again thank you all for listening and we'll see you in a couple of weeks bye see you later
2: bye everyone
1: right nice one guys I think that went really well for the first episode
2: will you stop running about your fucking new podcast
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ